All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Two Halves. It's your boy, MH1. And your girl, A-A-H, over here. My left hand is feeling a little heavier these days, but I'm really excited to record this wedding recap podcast. We got a lot of good questions and also just a lot we really want to talk about, and we have not stopped talking about it since (laughs) we got back from Tulum. I think Alex has spent every waking moment texting our videographers (laughs) about recap videos and pictures, and um, yeah, we're really excited. We're obviously super happy. Uh, Alex mentioned her left hand being a little bit heavier. Mine is too. I've been fiddling with this ring ever since I put it on. It looks so good on you, though. Thank you feel you. like just a husband now. Like, it just feels different. Something's different. Big husband energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, we uh, we really wanted to offer this as some advice, but also just share a little insight into the biggest party and celebration of our lives and just what we could have done differently, what we loved about it, and just, I don't know, we share everything with you guys, and it felt a little strange not to do a little bonus episode of the two halves becoming one official team together. Two halves, one game. (laughs) Yeah. It was an epic game. It was the the most epic game in the world. Um, But yeah, so a lot of questions we've gotten have been all over the place, but the biggest thing is like any advice that we give to, whether it's newly engaged couples or people in the planning process. And so I kind of wanted to offer maybe just three off the bat things that I would say to a newly engaged couple um, and things that I think that we did that I look back and I'm really grateful that we did. Number one would be getting the bulk of the planning done early. So Marcus proposed to me a day before my birthday, two years ago now. um, And I literally think I found my wedding dress within a month. We had our planner definitely within like two or three weeks. And our wedding planner, shout out to Magnolia Events and Sophia there, really just like drove with our energy and we got everything done within, I would say, what, those first two months? We had venue. We had, we went, we flew down there and did a food tasting. We saw the place we were going to do a buyout of for all of our guests and just getting all of that done early. Then knowing our schedule, once we got into that spring season, we kind of got to like relax and just, you know, have fun and, and enjoy being engaged. And then we kind of, no matter what, right the, the week, two weeks, month before your wedding, everything ramps up again. So I was really grateful that we kind of got a lot of it done at the beginning. Some people thought I was crazy for doing it that early, but I don't know. We were just so excited and we kind of rode with it. Yeah, I think that was a good way to go about it too. Um, And then there was kind of that gap in the middle that you mentioned. And then like a month before kind of all hell breaks loose and, um, you know, you have people dropping out for X, Y, Z. You have, in our case, a lot of people had their passports expired. Uh, Even though we reminded them multiple times. Yeah. If you're going to do an international wedding, obviously, I think that would be at the top of your list, just hammer home the passport yeah. issue because as simple as it seems, people just don't look at that <laughs> expiration date. And uh, so, yeah, there, there were obviously a couple issues that um, led up to kind of the final month of planning. But yeah, to Alex's point, we kind of hammered a lot of stuff out of the way early. And uh, yeah, I can't stress enough the importance of an awesome planner. Yes. Sophia, our, our, you know, right off the bat, um, just the zooms that we had, like you could just feel her energy of just being a great human. And, you know, I think one of the first things she said to us was like, all of my clients have become my friends. 
And I thought that was kind of a, a lasting impression that she left on us early. That was pretty special. And we consider her a friend for life after uh, what she did for us and all the trust that, you know, we placed into her and, and she definitely delivered. So yeah. Um, shout out to Sophia. Yeah, the best. Um, and then my second thing of advice would be to just set your boundaries really early. Um, I think we, Marcus and I are so fortunate and lucky that our families are awesome and just really, really knew that this was about Marcus and I and not about anyone else, not about pleasing, you know, extended family. Cause you really get into the weeds with those cousins and, and multiple, you know, second cousins. And if you kind of start going that route, then really not about you guys anymore. And, and both of our parents were really supportive and kind of helped, um, just drive that narrative home, telling our families what we wanted and and that this was our choice and that they supported us. I think that was really important. Aside from that, I also have a sister who was my maid of honor, who is just like the best right-hand woman in the world. And she mitigated any and all stresses by kind of letting everyone know, hey, if you have a problem, come to me first. And then if I can't figure it out, I'll go to the bride. Um, Because note to everyone out there, if you haven't thrown a wedding yet, just don't complain to the bride. The bride is the one person that has so much on their plate that I understand this is, you know, a big event and, and, and a lot of people sacrifice a lot of things to come. But trust me, you're not sacrificing more than the bride. So lots of sleepless nights of planning and something that I loved and enjoyed. But my sister was a great help in that and just kind of, you know, mitigating some stress and anxiety around the planning portion. And then my last piece of advice, which is going to sound really strange, but probably my biggest piece is to like be a little secretive with everything. I showed my dress to my sister and my mom came with me to try on dresses. I chose my dress within one place and I had to unfollow all these bridal accounts because you see all these things, you see what other people are doing. And at the end of the day, all that matters is what you want to do and what you love. And I didn't show my dress to anyone else. Um, I showed it to my sister-in-law. So my advice is to keep those secrets and those little plans and the things that you love to like two family members, maybe two bridesmaids that you trust, the ones that are going to be honest with you um, and that you value their opinion and really keep it a secret from everyone else because people are bad liars. And if you love something and you try and explain your vision to them, they always are going to offer their input. And at the end of the day, their input really doesn't matter. So a lot of the times our vision um, was a little out there, not traditional, and it all came together. And I think it would have diluted it if we tried to explain it all to all of our guests before we come. Trust me, it's hard. All you want to do is show everyone all the photos and trust me, all the group chats. It was hard not to send all these photos and, and what I was thinking and what I wanted to do, but it made it so much more worth it. And so much more of an experience to just really keep that in that small knit group of my sister, Marcus's sister, um, and a few bridesmaids. Yeah. And I think that's the other fun thing about maybe a destination wedding, or at least in our case, was that like we didn't even really know <laughs> what the final product was going to look like in terms of our venue. Like we had seen pictures, we had seen layouts and stuff like that. But until we were fully dressed and walked up there, and I think our videographers caught our like reactions of us walking through the place for the first time, it was really, really special and incredible. Um, definitely added an element of like surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to it. Um, yeah, you definitely have to have trust. And that also goes back to Sophia and just our planner and working really closely with her, but also just trusting her. Like I would say Marcus and I are definitely not the most type A people. We definitely have a vision, but I'm pretty flexible on a lot of things. And I think when you're planning something like this, you cannot 
have a strangle around people and just let them do their thing. Like, this is why they are professionals. Yeah. Let, like, I let the florist really run wild with the color scheme we gave in. I mean, I have never, ever seen flowers the as beautiful as the yeah. ones that were a part of our big day. So let the pros be pros. Of course, add your input and stand up for yourself. But don't stress yourself out trying to be super close-minded and like knowing your your vibe and what you want because these people see a lot of things and just be open to kind of what they suggest. Yeah, and, and Sophia was great too, just with like nudging us to certain yeah. things, but never, <laughs> you know, putting her foot down and being like, you need this, you need this, you know, because obviously there's constraints within everybody's budget. Everybody's of different of what they can spend, what they cannot spend. And uh, one of our final like, um, splurge items was the string lights that we had above the dance floor. Originally, we didn't have those in our budget, and Alex and I worked really hard this year <laughs> to be able to splurge a little bit extra. And like with a month or a month and a half out, we were like, "Sophia, can we get these done?" And she was all over it and made it happen. So, um, budget—that's a really good point, Marcus. You make is that I think it's really important to be clear with your significant other what your collective budget is. Um, you know, whether or not you're getting help from others or it's between you two and what you need to make, like just be clear about that and really find a planner that's going to have your back. Um, because trust me, there's always things out there that are more expensive and gorgeous and that you'll want, but out of sight, out of mind, our planner didn't show us the things that, um, you know, were way above our budget and asking price because what's the point of showing you something you can't have? So we all have heard the phrase comparison is a thief of joy. Your big day is important to you too and what you deem is beautiful. So as long as you and your partner know and have the right mindset, I would say I was definitely the stickler at the beginning um, and a little bit, you know, tougher around the budget. But I think being tougher at the beginning with these vendors and with these people makes you kind of have a cushion at the end where you can maybe splurge if you have some money left over or if you worked really hard and and you want to throw up those fairy string lights that you've always dreamed of. Um, have your non-negotiables, have the things you're willing to spend money on, always expect that it's going to be more. And if my mother taught me anything for being Thai, always, always bargain them lower. <laughs> Do you have any uh, little, advice? A little longma coming out in you there. Yeah, sure. Well, I was just going to talk about a couple of things, I guess. Um, when it comes to like specific wedding day, when I look back on it, my one thing would be, and people have told me this before too, is just like to stop and check in with the bride, with your <laughs> future wife or your wife at the at the time. Like, you know, in, in our case, I think our final head count was 81 people. Yeah. I've been to weddings where there's 200, 250 people, 300 people. I couldn't imagine no. trying to be able to you know, sneak in some, some five, 10 minutes of, of just alone time with, with your, your wife. So that was really something I was just trying to keep at the forefront of my mind. Um, and we had that opportunity because we both did an outfit change. Alex mentioned like the surprise earlier. I don't think I told anybody I was doing a, a suit change. Um, but yeah, Alex a couple months before the wedding was like, I'm doing an outfit change. Like, and just gave me a death stare. And I was like, okay, so do you want me to do one too? And she was like, yeah, I think you should do one too. So I was like, okay, so I have no choice in this. I'm doing an outfit change. So I remember the story a little differently. I think you were jealous. I was doing an outfit change and you wanted to stunt on everyone real quick. And you looked amazing. You judging or are you jealous? <laughs> so we had like a good 10 minutes there uh, where we kind of got changed and like, we we're able to reset and stuff like that. And then, we did dinner at a separate table. So we were able to eat together and 
kind of just take a breath and, yeah. and enjoy it. Um, I really loved having that sweetheart table. That yeah. was a really cool. So that, that would be, aspect. again, just another piece of advice for me. And that kind of blends into uh, the second talking point, which is like doing a first look versus not doing a first <laughs> look. Originally, just in my mind, I guess, I had always thought that on your wedding day, you don't see your bride till she walks down the aisle. And that's how it goes. And um, so that was kind of my opening thought to how things were going to go. And then obviously at the urging of Alex and even our planner, Sophia, and our photographer, Caitlin, um, urged me to do a first look earlier in the day. And what this does is it accomplishes a couple of things. First of all, our wedding ceremony was at five o'clock at this time of the year in December in Tulum or Cancun or wherever the sun is obviously setting early. So we only had about like 30 minutes to sneak some pictures in of Alex and I on the beach and, you know, us uh, kind of having those unforgettable moments. I think if you try to do the ceremony without a first look, you end up, I guess, kind of rushing through the pictures after the ceremony with all your groomsmen and your families and your wife, like, with us doing a first look earlier in the day, it allowed us to kind of knock those pictures out earlier. So then after the wedding, we took 20 minutes to ourselves and then we were in for cocktail hour and the saxophone yeah. and like just kind of got right into the party without. And we got to hang out earlier in the day, which was really nice. Like, yeah. And that, and that was nice too. And the, and the first look is special in my opinion, because it is a little bit more private. Like the only people there that really could see us were our videographers, Ryan Kent and our photographer, Caitlin. So like, it, it was just a private moment where Alex and I could just like hug each other without feeling like we had hundreds of eyes on us, you know? And, um, that was, that was a cool, you know, change up, I guess I thought originally that I, I wouldn't be into that. I really did enjoy. And it does take a little bit of the pressure off. Like I still cried when I saw Alex walk down the aisle, <laughs> you know, like it's not, it doesn't take away from that special moment where you see your future wife and, and her father, walk her down the aisle. Like it's, it's still made for a memorable experience. So that was kind of my analysis of, of the first look. Would you agree with that? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think both of us, it's so weird have, you know, played on massive stages, but there is some thing about the biggest decision in your life and, and, and really becoming a new person with this person that you love so much that really takes the anxiety and like to the yeah. next level. It's mostly excitement, but I mean, talk about getting into a flow state on a big moment. I was in that flow state on that dance floor. Like I like I don't yeah. remember details because I was just in such a headspace of excitement and love and happiness that it was really nice to kind of have that moment of just us two yeah. beforehand that yeah. like wasn't we didn't have to like add in on top of everything else when we got there. It's so funny that you bring up the concept of flow because we've had that happen to us before, mostly in athletic performances, but like it definitely happened oh, on that wedding day where you're so present and like so engaged in the moment. Like I, I couldn't tell you the concept of time or <laughs> what was going on, you know? And I think my last, maybe I guess piece of advice, something that we just did this week was our officiant and my groomsman, Scott Ratliff, uh, was kind enough to just email us the script that he used for our ceremony. Cause like when you're up there holding hands or 
Alex and I were like fidgeting around. Oh my like, god! I, didn't, even, I literally felt like Ricky Bobby. I didn't know what to do with my hands. We like would hold hands, then I put them down, yeah. and then I would like I'm like I can't cross my arms. Yeah, <laughs> like, standing at the altar <laughs> is. I mean, you 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 can you listen and understand what's going on, but like you, I think to be able to reread it again was pretty special for us. As you can hear Bruce jingle around in the background, um, so that was really cool. And and props to Scott again, just an incredible friend, an incredible lacrosse player, but for him and his first officiant performance did such a great job. And I think he'll be hired for more. He was awesome. Yeah. At one point he had us all, he had Marcus and I turn to everyone and, you know, we, we value being present and, and really wanting to soak in all the love. And he had us, and he made fun of us a little bit for loving to put on a performance and we turned to look at everyone and I will never have that snapshot out of my head. Everyone erupted in the stands, like a full blown standing ovation. Like Marcus's dad is fist pumping in the front row. And I just, I think that moment, I, I mean, I've never been happier in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was really special. Yeah. And, and we, he just, just did such a good job of making it, you know, telling the story of our relationship, but also making it formal and, and serious when it needed to be. And, and, you know, our, our vows and stuff like that were completely awesome. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just- <laughs> athletes Unlimited is a network of new professional sports leagues where athletes compete in a fantasy-inspired games in lacrosse, basketball, volleyball, and softball. Follow them on social at AU Pro Sports and on their website at AUProSports.com. Okay, let's talk why destination. Marcus, why don't you talk a little bit about Tulum and maybe how we ended up on that um, location? Because a lot of people asked us, why did you choose? I mean, been thinking about destination. Why did you choose that? And then why specifically the magical place of Tulum, Mexico? Well, Tulum was the first vacation that we took together and definitely fell in love a little bit more than we already were down in, in the beautiful place of Tulum. And, um, Last year, when I proposed to Alex, I didn't. I had honestly no clue or thoughts about where we were going to actually get married, and we tossed around ideas. And I tossed around Vegas. Yeah, I was like, let's just go do it in Vegas. Right. <laughs> I, I think Alex always had the idea of of a smaller wedding, and and in my mind, I did too. I thought, you know, the hundred to one hundred twenty person range was where I felt comfortable enough to just be able to you know, have the people that we want there and to be able to celebrate them in a more intimate setting. So then, um, we, we ended up on Tulum. Honestly, we just started like YouTubing Tulum weddings <laughs> and they looked incredible. And just even that, you know, combined with the fact that we had been down there and kind of knew what it was like, but we knew that it was going to be a little bit difficult to pull off because Tulum is, while the restaurants are amazing and some of, you know, maybe the bars and, and restaurants and clubs are really, really beautiful and the service is amazing. It's still rural. Yeah. It's still kind of, it's, it's a one way, uh, beach road. You that know? is it, very unpaved. <laughs> yeah. It's not paved. And, um, you know, it's, it's not like maybe more of the traditional all inclusives that you would see in Cancun where you hop off the plane and you just go to the all inclusive and you stay there the whole time. We kind of had to, to there's a good amount of work. Yeah. Yeah. We had to bridge, you know, a, a couple of things with our rehearsal dinner and, and shuttles and, and so on and so forth like that. But, um, yeah, we, we settled on, on Tulum and, um, I think it, from 
judging from our the responses from our family and friends, it, it was pretty special for them to be able to travel and experience that, which is also kind of what we wanted out of the entire uh, wedding experience for them. Athletes Unlimited is bringing fans closer to the game with the Unlimited Club. You'll receive all the latest news and updates in the palm of your hand. Stream digital games, unlock special access, and more. Join for free today by downloading the Athletes Unlimited app available in Google Play and Apple App Stores. Yeah, so logistically, um, we actually got married on a Friday, which I highly, highly recommend, honestly, in general. But if you're doing a destination wedding, 100% on a Friday, because Saturday was one of my favorite days. Just vegging out on the beach, laughing our asses off at all of the stories from the night before. And no one leaves you. So they all stay through Saturday. And it kind of is like a nice, slowly coming back down to earth. However, our Saturday turned into even maybe even a bigger party than, <laughs> than Friday did, which it always does when you get a lot of Carolina and Maryland people around you, but I loved, loved the idea of just showing our loved ones our favorite place. Um, it was really cool because we had been a couple times together, but to see, you know, to go and have my parents eat ceviche every single day and have Marcus's mom just freak out at every single restaurant we went into, it was really special and really cool. And the way we did it, which also, nothing good comes without hard work. It is a lot of work, but everything that you work hard to do is so worth it. We did a, we organized for a resort called Zorba. It's six um, villas. Sorry, it's five villas. Six villas, no, five villas and one penthouse um, for our entire wedding party and family to stay. And basically it was like our village for the week. And it was definitely a lot of work, but once we were there, it made it so worth it. It became our home base. Like Marcus is saying, it wasn't like we were on a big all-inclusive where everyone stayed somewhere. All of our guests, basically throughout the months of leading up to it, would just text us and be like, hey, is this a good resort or is this a good resort? And, you know, Tulum's so small that we we knew most of them, so we could tell them whether or not it was a great place to stay. But what was awesome is— any time of the day, walking on the beach, we would have our guests. We'd see them with the H hats that we gave out on our wedding day, walking by, and they would just pop in and grab a beer or grab a taco and and hang out with us. And it was just, I don't know, it was really cool and, and intimate to always have all of us together organically because we put in all the hard work before instead of having to like organize meeting spots for the Saturday or or you know wherever we were. Yeah, it, it, that's what ended up making it kind of a just a cool <laughs> vacation experience for everybody involved. Um, shout out to Zorba for housing yeah. us, taking care of us. Everyone uh, ended up at Zorba late night yeah. after every single event. Yeah. It was like people would just be trudging back, just not ready to end the party. And it was just cool to be able to have a place where ever it's only us there and, and right on the beach and, you know, um, it was beautiful. Yeah. And I, I, I think just to backtrack a little bit on our official timeline of marriage. So what we did again, if um, the recommendation, if you're traveling internationally for your wedding or going to Mexico or the Caribbean, whatever is Alex and I had a traditional courthouse wedding down in Annapolis, which was pretty cool. I know it was an ode to Alex's parents who also got married in a courthouse my parents got married in a church in Annapolis too. So it was pretty cool. And we just had a dinner celebration with our immediate families and our grandparents who weren't able to make the trip to Tulum. Right. Obviously there's so many things going on in this world, COVID at the forefront, 
we knew kind of going in that there were going to be some people dropping out that we loved and wanted to be able to make the, the, the wedding trip. But we just realistically knew that it wasn't going to happen. Um, doesn't mean that we don't love them anymore or less. Right. Like I, I will never understand people that are hold grudges about wedding celebrations. Like it's just one day in your yeah. life. Like it, I don't think one day should ever define a friendship. It has to be a, a longitude type of thing. So that was really special to be able to do that and celebrate and honor our grandparents. So that was kind of how we did it because I think to get married in Mexico, you need like blood work. I think you need like chest x-rays or yeah, something like that. And we, we didn't want to put obviously on all, all of that on our officiant Scott. So we just did it. We have the certificates. Then we didn't do the ring exchanges and things like that until we got to Mexico. So that will be our official anniversary date, December 17th, <laughs> yes. 12, 17, 21. Um, but that's a really good point you bring up, Marcus, is um, I actually specifically remember you when we were about to put our deposit down um, to do it in Tulum, you said, we have to be okay with not every single person we want to be there, not being there. Yeah. And, um, I just, that would happen anyways. I know weddings this past year have been crazy and trust me, people drop out and for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. You have to be okay with it and just know that who is there is meant to be there and don't stress about the people that aren't. Honestly, I think you should, everyone needs to live their life that way. Don't, especially with bachelorettes and things like that. Don't be upset about the people that can't make it. Be really grateful and happy for the fr friends and family that are in front of you and, and are there and able to celebrate with you. So just know 81 people. I mean, we wanted to keep it small, so it was ideal for us, but I know there's a lot of people out there that it's really important to them to have, um, you know, their grandparents or, or, extended family on their wedding day. And I think that then just know it's, it's a lot tougher to make them travel farther. So you kind of have to, at the beginning, make that decision and, and just stick to your, stick to your guns about it. Yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, timeline wise. So I, we had a couple of questions on all the events that we had. <laughs> we had a lot of events. There was at one point where this courthouse celebration was turning into like a mini wedding. We were like, okay, we need to dial this back and really keep it small. And well, this is what happens when your girl AA is, loves pictures. She hired a photographer. We captured all the moments. Everyone was like, did you get married? Right. Like, kind of. And I was like, I don't know. Now it's just, there's pictures all over the place. And like, yeah. then we went out in Annapolis and I had like a, I was in like a black suit and Alex was in like a white dress. Everyone was like, is Tulum canceled? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, we just, I don't know. We like to celebrate. And that will be, so events wise, I had two bridal showers. <laughs> One my mother threw, which was not a bridal shower because in Thai culture, there's no such thing. We don't wear white dresses. You don't have a bridal shower. So my mom was really confused by it and basically just threw a wedding celebration at my aunt's Thai restaurant. And it was awesome. I felt like that was the first event we had and it was Marcus's family came and they got to meet my mom's siblings and just see kind of the way Thai people do things, which is basically just show up when you want, eat everything you can, drink and be merry and drop off a nice envelope in the card box. Like and, that and, is. And take all the leftover food home with yes. you. Like, <laughs> like, so it was really important. I think special for my mom to be able to, you know, plan a little bit. And because Marcus and I really took all of the planning out off of our parents, um, 
you know, I know it's important to a mom to feel like they're doing something for their, for their kid's big day. So we did a Thai wedding celebration and then Mrs. Holman, Lori threw me the most beautiful bridal shower at their condo in Annapolis. So we got to kind of have that side of the family all come. And even though we are driving distance, it is, it was really nice just to kind of have two separate things where, um, you know, you're not making people travel too far. Again, I will say it's not like every single bridesmaid of mine came to every single thing. Like, please, girls out there, do not be a bridezilla. Understand that every single person has a life, probably have kids, probably have a wedding of their own, have things they need to save up for. And I really made that clear. Like, what you guys can come to, I'm I'm really happy to have you there. I just... Um, don't feel like you have to come to every single celebration possible. And of course, we also had our bachelor and bachelorettes, which I feel like we need to talk to a little, a little bit about. Yeah, we. I mean, we again just. I, I don't want a personality trait of Alex and I to be like they do things completely different than anybody else. But in our planning with our bachelor and bachelorette, we both wanted to go to Vegas, and we were <laughs> like, should we just go on the same weekend? And what ended up happening was we did, we made a pact that we would not communicate with each other at all, which I think started Thursday night and ended up until Sunday yeah. where we both had separate itineraries. Um, Nicole, again, shout out to Nicole for planning a lot of stuff and helping you out with, with your bachelorette. Shout out to Will Manny for, for kind of filling in there as, as the best man, as my brother wasn't able to make my bachelor party due to the birth of his daughter. Um, so we ended up having completely separate itineraries and then meeting up Sunday at the infamous Encore Beach Club, which was Ooh. just a really cool celebration. And again, in our minds, with us having a destination wedding, in order for us to kind of ease the, the maybe awkwardness of the bridesmaids and the groomsmen meeting, we had it pre-planned in Vegas. What so. better way to make memories than to hang out at Encore Beach Club in oh, Vegas? Oh, oh, on a Sunday <laughs> after a couple nights in Vegas. Yeah. So like by the time everybody got to Tulum, they were at least familiar with each other. And it just made things for, for just a better environment and culture of love, if you yeah. will. But yeah, Vegas is great. I mean, it's expensive, especially <laughs> for the guys, you know, just it's unlike the girls where they get everything paid for and maybe end up on the plus side after a trip to Vegas. You know what? If you're a man, Just if you're be a, man. a really, if you have a great time in Vegas, I say what you put out there comes back to you. So if you end up at the best table in the club, it's probably because you smiled really nicely well, I, and I, you know, have some great dance moves. I put out a lot of money. And <laughs> I don't know if it's been coming back to me, but yeah, worth it. Worth every Yeah. Day. Well, let's talk a little bit about our wedding party. I mean, I feel like they need to get a little bit of a shout out. We had one question that was, how did you pick your bridesmaids? And this is, might be <laughs> a little shocking, but I had 11 bridesmaids. Marcus had eight groomsmen. Another thing, who cares if you don't have the same amount of bridesmaids and groomsmen? Like, I think that is so lame. Why would you ever make someone in your wedding party just to make it equally numbered to your significant other? I had my two college best friends walk themselves down the aisle and like, they couldn't <laughs> have been happier Like to be with their other best friend. Um, I just think, you know, yes, there are some traditions and weddings that are really cool, but do whatever you want. And so, yeah, I had 11 bridesmaids. Um, I, I honestly could not have imagined not having any of them with me on my big day. I think again, doing a destination, um, if no one else would have showed up to my wedding, I would have been happy having my girls there and, and being by my sides. So it was really important to me to have them there. I let them all pick their own dresses so they couldn't blame me if they didn't like their dress. Um, 
And I just think it was fun to kind of see their different personalities and what they felt beautiful and confident in. Like, I really also don't understand the tradition of putting girls in ugly bridesmaids dresses. Like, this is your wedding. Like, don't you, first of all, no bridesmaid is going to outshine the bride. Like the bride is in a beautiful white dress or whatever color you want. Let your bridesmaids wear what makes them feel great. So we were in Tulum. I knew this was a lot of vacation um, moments for a lot of my bridesmaids that are like, you know, mothers that this is their first time getting away from their kids. And so why not make them feel amazing and 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 wear whatever the hell they want? So um, yeah, I I loved them all. How I asked them, I got them little bracelets that said "Ride or Die." And and Marcus and I both, for our bridesmaids and groomsmen, got uh, magnets of a photo of like me and my bridesmaid or him and his groomsmen. And I think it's just like a fun little memory trip down memory lane to always just like put in a fun moment or picture. And then on the day of, um, I got them all little anklets that I had custom made gold anklets, which I thought were very Tulumi. Um, but also, you know, something that they can always look back at and, and remind them of a special time. I think if there's any advice I give on gift giving, it's give them something that is like subtly reminds them of your wedding, but something that like they will have forever. Um, unfortunately, not everyone is going to think about your wedding day as much as you are. So we gave out wedding gifts that had just like, they were just green and they had an H on them and they had a palm tree on the back. Uh, everyone was wearing them. And I still see people wearing them today because no one really knows what H stands for, but we know what it stands for. So I would just, you know, don't waste your money on getting matching monogram pajamas or robes or like any of those things that maybe are expensive. And if you have 11 bridesmaids, it's a lot to think about that. Like I've never even worn again, maybe try and get them something that, you know, and in their style that they, that they will appreciate forever. Yeah. Shout out to Cardan. Yeah. For hooking, hooking the boys up. Um, yeah. My, my, I mean, we did little like uh, welcome gift bags to the people that were staying at the villas with us and got to give a shout out to Cardan for the skincare, keeping the, the guys right. And the girls. Yeah. Uh, shout out to now foods. Yep. We put in some vitamin C packets yep. in every house. Vitamin C packets. We had uh, super goop. We gave them like awesome, you know, sunscreen, sunscreen, yeah. which was a very important. Thank God. No one got fried the first couple of days. Probably thanks to that. Obviously had some hydration packets in there. We printed out little itineraries for the week, which was really fun. And then we put their hats in there and, and then the little bags were like beach bags. Shout out to Etsy for everything. If you guys need any sort of, you know, inspiration on what to get your people just just go to Etsy. They and, should sponsor you. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. And another thing is on the day of gifts, um, realistically, I think anything sentimental um, goes a long way. I know Marcus and I are really big fans of handwritten notes. So we wrote, you know, I wrote his parents notes. I wrote his brother a note. I wrote his sister a note and, and vice versa. I know Marcus did too. Um, but it, it's something that goes a really long way that um, they'll have forever and remember forever. And you, it doesn't, doesn't break the bank. Yeah. I mean, on the topic of just writing notes and, and writing things down, like you, ha I have my journal open here. I had so many flashes of incredible memories of the wedding night that like I had to just, I was just bullet pointing memories and stuff like that. Because as the great coach, Tony Resch of the archers told us that when you write something down, it forces your brain to slow down and process what you're doing, which will in turn help you make that memory longer lasting instead of just like typing it on your phone really quick. Um, in this era of doing things fast, 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 like it's okay to slow down and it takes 10 minutes max 
to write down some of your favorite memories and I'll have that for, for the rest of time. I love um, that. Yeah. And I know we just keep, I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I just get really excited on the, I would say one of my favorite things we did um, kind of last minute was on the back of each one of our guests' menus, um, we wrote a few things that we loved about them. And another shout out to one of my girlfriends here in Baltimore, Rosie, she actually made all of them for us and printed them for us. She's an awesome printing design. She's the one who made our save the dates, our little like boarding pass save the dates. She created those. Um, her I can put all of this down below, but Simply Rosie Designs. She basically, we had a spreadsheet. We wrote down what we loved about each person in our at our wedding. And then that's kind of how they found their name on the plate. So they said, it was like a few things we love about you, Nicole, and then, you know, had a, had a couple adjectives we felt about them and, and then love from us. And, and I think my favorite part was, I mean, trust me, I love making people cry and making people get in their feelings was going around to every single table and just how meaningful that was to them that, um, just to have a little love note from us, but it was so obviously tedious, but worth, I think every single second, because they sacrificed a lot and traveled many, many miles to come to us. They need to know how much we adore them and are grateful for them. Yeah. So if you guys, if you guys have future weddings and you want some brownie points, definitely do yeah. some love notes. <laughs> definitely an easy way to get some brownie points for sure. Fun adjectives or just fun memories. Like, yeah. you know, memories with your high school friends, memories with your college friends, like just writing stuff down it, again, just trying to create that, that atmosphere of love was really what our goal was with that. But do you want to get into some questions? I know we had some people. Yeah. Some questions. Yeah. Know. Someone, well, um, why don't, well, we'll talk about our outfit change and we'll talk about our outfits a little bit. We had some questions about my dress and my second dress and Marcus's suit and his second suit um, and just kind of our outfits for the week. And if you know me, there's something I love doing. It is planning fits. I love a good outfit. And I've been buying outfits for this trip for like literally a year. I think every single time I'm on my computer, it's on Revolve. But like I said, my dress, I went to Lovely Brides in D.C., and the designer is made with Love Bridal. They, It's an Australian-based brand, and I have always in my head knew kind of what I wanted, but I wanted to try on a lot of different things. I wanted to see kind of if I would go a little out of the box and maybe get lace or maybe get like a two-piece set or long sleeves. Like I really wanted to try it all, but the second I put the one on, I knew. And I will tell you guys, brides out there, if you feel that magic, go home, think about it. I wouldn't think about it for more than a week because the longer you think about it, it kind of loses its luster. And just be prepared a week before your wedding to think that you made the wrong decision <laughs> because <laughs> you literally are like, wait, did I pick the right one? Like, oh my gosh. But if you felt good in your skin and that's the one you knew you wanted, just stick with it. Stick to your guns. What made my dress for me was the veil I actually had. When she put the veil on me at Lovely Bride, I absolutely melted. It was um, an Alexandra Greco veil, also handmade, and a veil that I never could afford. I literally, she put it on me and I was so pissed that I loved it so much um, because it was way too expensive for what I had in my budget. And I sent a picture to my grandma because I knew she might not have been there on the big day. And to my surprise, my dad's siblings and my grandma all pitched in to get me the veil so that a uh, part of them was there with me on the big day because none of them could make it to Mexico. And, and that 
Your veil was epic. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I was like, what is that? Yeah. um, That was just so special. And that's something that I definitely, you know, you might not pass on your wedding dress, but I think your veil is something that I could see, you know, multiple people in my family from, from here on wearing. Um, And then my second dress I had in my mind and I could not find anywhere. I wanted something that I could groove in. I wanted something that was still like super sassy and chic, but um, let me get my moves. Let me knee slide. Let me do all that. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And so I looked up all these different dressmakers and what is one thing Utah is good at? It is weddings. They know how to get people married out there. So shout out to Penelope, Penelope's gowns, Penny Perkins out there. She just worked with me on my vision. And at this time, Marcus was still living in Utah. So I was going out to her like every other month and just trying it on, making different tweaks and just kind of letting it fall naturally on my body and and what fit. And it literally like fit me like a glove. And it was, of course, a little costly, but such a cool step to be able to have handmade my second dress that I loved so much in. And and honestly, I think I might just, Marcus might find me wearing it like around the house (laughs) because I don't think I got to wear it for long enough. Want to talk about your change? Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, it was pretty simple. Like it's a beach wedding, you know? So we went linen suits, like they look so neutral, good. neutral. I was trying to go minimalist as possible. So like no belts, just white. Um, again, I let the guys just wear a white button down shirt and then whatever kind of dark brown loafers that they wanted to wear. Um, I thought the boutonnieres looked really great with the little flowers on, on the beige uh, suits, but Again, you got to let the bride shine, you know, it's, it's not about me. It's not about me. But then for the suit change, we, I went with kind of like a wine colored suit. Again, same deal. Black. I, I changed my shoes, black loafers. Velvet loafers. Velvet, don't don't velvet loafers. try yeah. and act like you weren't going extra. Shout out to Jerry Ragonese that was like, this man's wearing velvet loafers on the sand because <laughs> I, what ended up happening is the sand gets all over the, the velvet. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was, it was fun to kind of change outfits my dance floor pants were definitely a little bit more flexible let's and go looser around the hips you know we got these athletic bodies sometimes like my wedding suit pants were highly at risk of <laughs> um, uh, splitting in half I don't think anybody split their pants well did yeah but not on. on the dance floor no. yeah that was early yeah early was destructive I mean we did a champagne like pop and I'm not kidding. The wind took a gust and it went straight into one of my bridesmaids' faces, makeup all everywhere. Adam Gittleman's shirt looked like he jumped in the ocean. And to, like the best part about our bridesmaids and groomsmen is like, they couldn't have cared less. Like, thank God pictures were done. Make the next play. Yeah, let's Mentality. move on. Um, and that was kind of the cool part about also getting married on the beach and and – I would say any like outdoor rustic wedding is that like the bottom of my dress didn't bustle and it was in the sand, it was in the water and like, who cares? It just makes for such a like beautiful moment to just be really immersed in the environment you're in and, and not worry about like your hair or your makeup or, or your dress because it's all about just being present and feeling the love in that moment. Yep. I also gave Marcus um, on the wedding day, I got him a bracelet like a little curb bracelet that has my handwriting on it and it has the date of our wedding. And then I inscribe something on the inside. So um, it's really, you know, something small, but something that, again, you'll always be able to look back at and have a little piece of our big day. Speaking of, I think you need to tell everyone about this epic dance floor. Epic dance floor brought to you by (laughs) Plugin Audio and Visuals. They were just so great to work with from 
the get-go. They supply the DJs, they supply the um, sound system, and they have packages. I mean, you can upgrade or downgrade however you please, but I always knew that in my head, I was like, I want this wedding dance floor to, I want people to feel like they're at an Avicii concert. <laughs> yeah, you know, did. Uh, disco balls, the the uh, dance floor was light up. And then we, like we mentioned, we splurged on those string lights at the end. It was just, I mean, it was awesome. It was really fun. It did feel like when you were grooving and bopping around on the dance floor that like you were the, the main character. <laughs> oh, yeah. In a movie, and um, we had three disco balls, yeah. fairy lights, a light up dance floor that changed colors that was not giving. Like if you if you slipped, you were down. Yeah. Um, and the service, like I don't think anyone was out of a drink on the dance floor. Like I did not leave the dance floor for four four and a half hours. No, it was yeah. And to like to your downfall, you were like, I don't really like remember any specific songs. And I was like, because you were you like didn't stop dancing, yeah. you know, like oh talk make, about the rain. Make sure to maybe take a, a five or ten minute break from the dance floor here and there. But yeah, at, at like midnight, uh, which was pretty cool. The service went to twelve thirty at midnight. There was a five minute torrential downpour rain shower. Um, I looked at my watch. I was like, damn, it's like twelve. Like I wonder if everybody's just gonna go home. Um, a couple of us like ran over under like the bigger palapa to kind of take cover from the rain. I look back out on the dance floor. A couple of my best friends are out there, Cam Woods, Stevie Kirkup, and my brother Matt. And they're all just kind of huddled around, like just didn't stop dancing. <laughs> we kind of, I was like, if they're out there, I'm going back. So like we go back out and, you know, they're playing uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, you know, thunder only happens when it's rain. It was pretty epic, pretty epic moment. And I, th- I think they said it's good luck. It is. It stopped though. It literally like oh, yeah, it was, was like, not even five minutes. Yeah. It was like three minutes stopped. They come out, swift for the dance floor and we're all back out there grooving like nothing happened, but it was magical to Marcus's point. Me going under the Palabo was the first time I left the dance floor at midnight. And so it made me reset. I wouldn't say throw in a boring song in there, but like if you're someone that like is too scared to miss a good song, maybe throw in a bad one so that you feel the need that you can right. go and, you know, go to the bathroom and just reset. But I, there was no resetting for me. I was um, I was in it to win it. Knee <laughs> <laughs> slide included. Yes. What was the last song of the night was one of our questions. So last song of the night, we had Avicii. Of course. Of course. Uh, the song is called Blessed. Blessed, I think blessed, it was, blessed, blessed, blessed. I think it was the first time my parents had heard that song. And my oh. mom was like listening to the lyrics. She was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously it's it it does what it does. It, it's Avicii. You know, yeah. it's not. But then we also, which was cool, like we were like, uh, one more song, and they did an encore of Big, Big Wild Sixes to Nines, which is a cool kind of slower end of the night song. So, yeah. Blessed. And I missed that song while I was getting my hair. I did a hair change. I know all the girls out there like these details. Marcus was like, what? I'm like, girls? I mean, I watched Wedding TikTok for an hour and a half, like the week leading up, because I just love seeing the different decisions and the logistics and Yes, I did a hair change. My hair was up for the ceremony because I knew we were on the beach. It was going to be windy. And honestly, I feel kind of more myself when it's up. And then right after the ceremony, I went in and they switched it to half up, half down, put a nice little flower thing in the back of my hair. Um, And that was really beautiful to kind of have for the dance floor, feeling like a little wild woman in the jungle disco of our dreams. Um, Okay, let's get into this question piece of it. Marky, what would you say is your wedding must have? Wedding must have. Yeah. Um, 
tough answer. I don't know. I mean, Alex talked about like paying for an epic videographer. Like, I think that was really cool. Um, just for them to be there to capture everything from the rehearsal dinner speeches, uh, to just the day-to-day stuff. Like they did an incredible job. And obviously those are memories that you're going to have with you for the rest of your life. I'm excited to just see the raw footage and like hear it, you know, (laughs) and instead, I mean, I know they're going to make an epic kind of video role and, and movie out of it, but I'm excited to just receive all that footage. Yeah. I would say must have, do not skimp on photographer and videographer. Um, I obviously am someone who loves content and I always am making my Instagram now husband take photos of me and I did not look at my phone once for like 48 hours because I trusted that Caitlin was going to get any photo I wanted and make it a hundred times better than my iPhone would. Um, I had to like rag a little bit on my Thai aunts because they were like taking photos still. And I'm like, mom, we literally pay people to do this. Can you guys just be present for one second, but never try and take someone's phone away from a Thai woman. They will not let you. Um, but so, I, and I would say videographer too. I know a lot of people always go photographer, no videographer, but there's something about the movement um, that a videographer captures that it just, it it really brings you right back. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen my, our wedding trailer that Ken just sent to us. It is epic. I feel like we're on like real world or going to be on Bravo TV, which is, you know, my dream. I was going to say, <laughs> you feel like you're on Bravo TV is why you love it. And then I would say my other must-haves, oh God, I mean, a lot of the little details that um, don't really cost a lot, but are just like thoughtful. Like I said, the menus that had the love notes to them. I had little wooden drink stirrers that had Bruce's face on them that said, I approve. Like, and then we had fans at the, at the, at the altar that had to have into Holman on them. We had coconuts. Like, yes, some of those things can add up, but if your friends are like our friends that are just stimulated at all times, like a lot of those things are really cool to just, you know, go bebop around from thing to thing. And I really don't think that one thing on our wedding day was overrated. Yeah. Like there was not one thing I was like, we didn't need to spend money on that. Right. Every, well, the poofs. There are these like little poofs that are really, really trendy that are from like anthropology that are on the ground. And I like made my short friends sit on the poofs because I was like, we rented these. Someone needs to sit on them. <laughs> and I just knew my dad was not getting that low to the ground. Um, but no, they looked beautiful. I think every single thing, um, honestly, was was there that needed to be there. But yeah, must-haves would be um, content team of your dreams. And, and obviously great music too. Like yeah. I think- we sent them, we, Alex and I made a playlist of all of our favorite songs. This was like six months out. Then we refined it, added, took stuff off. Um, and we did a zoom with, with our DJ the week before. And we were like, Hey, like 90% of this audience is going to be between the ages of 25 and 35. So like, you know, we'll, and what I loved was that they mixed in the old, like, I love disco as it is, you know, like I love earth, wind and fire and like eighties funk and stuff like that. So they mixed that in with kind of like the more newer age kind of house music, I guess. And a lot of upbeat music at our, at our wedding. I don't think there was like any rap really. Maybe at the end they played pop star. Yeah, that was, but it it was just our our first dance. Our first dance, um, was Latch. Um, by Sam Smith, which was epic. And then we went right into our father-daughter and mother-son dance. We did it at the same time, which was really cool. And we did it to uh, Zach Brown Band 
free into the mystic. And we kind of cued our siblings up that at, at one point in the song, we want them to pull everyone onto the dance floor and sing. And that's a moment that I'll always remember. Yep. It's just screaming into the mystic mm-hmm. um, with our family members. Cause that's a, it's a really, really special song to all of yeah. us. It's not just a special song to, you know, Marcus and I, it's kind of a family moment. Um, okay. Another question is how did you pack your wedding dress? This is a really interesting thing. So I actually didn't think about this until like the week before. And I made sure Southwest would, I don't know, accommodate me. I was the psycho and carried almost everything I knew I needed on. Um, so like my outfits for the rehearsal and my shoes and my jewelry, I did it all in my carry on because I just got scared with checking a bag, even though it was a direct flight. And then the dress, luckily both of my dresses were not super big. They were, um, pretty lightweight and like laid flat. So I had the nice little dress carrier and I just brought it on. And there was actually another bride on the Southwest flight right behind me. And so she offered to put mine right on top of hers. And we kind of like just dominated that airspace there and, <laughs> and just gave anyone death glares as they tried to put it up there. So we, you traveled as well with your suits in hand. Um, but yeah, it's not as hard. I mean, I guess if you had a really like poofy dress, that might be kind of harder. Um, and then we had a really awesome, huge light neon sign that says feels like forever, which is the song we came out to. And we just directly shipped that down there. Everything else though, we had to pack. So, um, we were well above the, uh, weight limit on our, on our checked bag. Yeah. We had one of your bags was like 65 pounds. The guy was like, do you want to pay it or take them out? I'm like, just pay it. I can't even try. Add it to the bill that's been accumulating for the past 12 months. This is a really interesting story. Uh, or question. They asked, does every guest pay for their own travel on destination weddings or do we pay for it? <laughs> how much money y'all think we, <laughs> how much money y'all think we make it? You think these pro lacrosse contracts are seven yeah. figures? No, every everyone paid paid their own way. We organized our wedding party uh shuttles. That was kind of a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Um, again, maybe no good maybe, deed goes yeah, unpunished, maybe trying to do a little bit too much, but just trying to pair people up because I think a round trip shuttle to, from the Cancun airport to Tulum is like 200 bucks. And it's just more fun with people. Correct. Um, but it ended up just being challenging because flights got delayed or people changed their flights, so on and so forth. But no, we did not pay for anybody's airfare <laughs> or transportation. We paid for their rehearsal dinner food and drinks and the wedding, obviously celebration, dinner, drinks, and then the brunch on Saturday. Shout Um, out to John Aust, who was, I mean, the biggest GM in the world at that brunch. He was running fajitas, getting in the back, getting on the grill, making margaritas. Like (laughs) Legend. It was awesome. Um, But no, you do not pay for everyone. If you can, I mean, that's awesome. Invite us to your wedding. Yeah. Okay, we had a question about honeymoon. Are we going on a honeymoon even though we had a destination wedding? So we actually, yes, we took a couple days after. Uh, I, tr- I tried to surprise Alex with, I used a lot of the credit card points um, that I had accumulated paying for um, a lot of our wedding expenses. And I booked a couple nights at an all-inclusive in Cancun. So Tulum is about uh, an hour and a half to an hour 45 drive from Cancun. So after everybody had left, we dropped uh, Alex's siblings, Nicole and Chris, off at the airport. Uh, Her and I went to an all-inclusive, but I did a little loop there. I tried to surprise Alex and change our flights. Little did I know her email was on the email notification thing. She gets a notification 
this was like a month before the wedding and she's like, oh my God, did I screw the flights up? And I like completely butchered the surprise. But <sighs> Which is also, I mean, really thoughtful, but I need to pack more things if, if you're going to surprise me. I know. She, and she was like dead serious about that. Like, don't ever try to do this again. Like, <laughs> I, I need more outfits. I need clothes. Um, yeah, you got to cover all the bases there. But yes, we stayed, we stayed, what, four extra nights? It initially was supposed to be like two nights. But and then- we just kept booking it. We just kept bumping it back. Thankfully, like Southwest has that no change fee right now. So like our flights were the same price and I had- credit card points out of the wazoo. So uh, it ended up being a really nice kind of end to the trip. Obviously we were uh, yo soy fiesta (laughs) (laughs) um, in Tulum. And this was just kind of a good way to ease out of of the trip and and come back. I wish we had about 30 more minutes to describe the spa day that we had that I think literally brought Marks and I back to life. Like it, it is something every bride and groom should do right after. their wedding is just take three days to just do nothing. Yeah, that it was our first, at least, no, it was my first all-inclusive experience. You had gone before with your family a couple times, correct? No, never with my family. My family, no. Okay. With, uh, we went, I went with the Terps after my senior year. We went classic. to uh, Punta Cana. That was my only all-exclusive um, experience. All-inclusive. All-inclusive. All, all um, yeah, food was... Definitely not great compared to Tulum. It's, I mean, it's hard to really compare the food in Tulum (laughs) to anywhere else because it's some, uh, it's one of the reasons why you go to that place is because everything is fresh, everything's organic, the flavors are incredible. Oh, speaking of flavors, sorry, fun fact my drink was a spicy margarita. Marcus has a mango mezcalita on the wedding day. And my spicy margarita was the spiciest margarita anyone had ever had in their entire life. Just taking people out. <laughs> Everyone was like, Alex, you really did not need to go this hard on the spice level. Yeah. But, you know, as a Thai woman does, you need to you need to put a little hair on everyone's chest. Yeah, that was a funny <laughs> memory. But yeah, that maybe that's one regret that you have. Maybe <laughs> not so much spice in the spicy margarita. But yeah, it was it was a nice extra couple of days to just enjoy each other and um honeymoon together. So it was great. But we are doing a honeymoon. Is the answer to the question. That wasn't our honeymoon? No. <laughs> we That kind of turned into a mini moon, but our plan is to go to Southeast Asia. Yeah, and, we're going to do a one-year anniversary. Yeah, one-year anniversary slash honeymoon, Southeast Asia. And actually, all of our friends and wedding party was like, all right, Alex and Marcus, when's the next trip you're yeah. planning for us? Because they loved it so much, which really, to the core of us, is what we enjoy doing. I love party planning. Marcus loves travel planning. Um, and so we're going to do a one-year Go to Thailand. Um, if you've made it this far on the podcast, send us any recommendations in Southeast Asia. I'm pretty bullish on visiting Singapore right now. I've mm. heard great things about Bali. We have friends. Getting- I would love to do the Philippines or Vietnam, but obviously Thailand. I really want to show Marcus the village my mother grew up in and show him kind of the motherland for me. And actually, my best friend just got engaged and she is engaged to an Australian. So hopefully their wedding is around the same time so we can bop on over, go see some Aussies. See some koala bears. But yeah, uh, we chose not to do our honeymoon right right after, like going on an official honeymoon because it— it really does take a lot out of you as much as we were not stressed planning this. Like I would do it all over again. I absolutely loved every second of planning it. And I'm not just saying that. Um, you're still thinking a lot about about it. And I have found myself waking up in the middle of the night, like still 
planning the wedding that already happened because your mind and your brain is just so focused on something for so long that once it's done, you're like, wait, is it really over? Like, can we just do it again? So I knew myself, I knew I wanted to kind of come back and settle and spend New Year's Eve with family here and then, you know, run it all back next year. Let's get it. 2022. Yeah, baby. I don't know if it's going to top 2021, but that is our wedding podcast. Is there any other things you want to add? Any last pieces of advice or funny stories or anything you have, Marky, for the the crew? No, I just think to kind of sum it all up, I think, you know, laugh, think, cry uh, was advice that a legendary basketball coach, Jimmy V, gave on his kind of last speech that he made at the ESPYs years ago. I'm sure a lot of you have heard it, but man, it really rings true with the wedding ceremonies and activities. I would add dance into that. He said, if you can laugh, think, and cry in one day, that is a full day. And yeah, I think, you know, again, just to be as present as possible, I would say limit alcohol on your wedding day. I think I maybe had one beer leading up to the ceremony. And I know I just... it was just a personal choice just for me to be really present and like just feel all the emotions and stuff like that. But no, we're good. We are back. We are full throttle and we're excited for whatever's next in 2022. And we're going to keep cruising here. Sorry. I'm going to let that siren go by. (laughs) My last thing I'll leave you with is even through all the glitz, the glam, the fits, the party, the lights, the music. I think that's that's a good time to end. (laughs) Okay. We're getting cut off. All right. Welcome, Baltimore City. Um, No, my last piece of advice I want to leave you guys with is even through all the everything, the glitz, the glam, the photos, the videos, the the dresses, the suits and people, it really just comes back to love and and finding the person that you were really excited to spend the rest of your life with. And I think that's why it's so emotional and so um, stressful because when you strip everything else away, that's all really that matters is that I've found my partner for life. And I'm just so happy that we got to celebrate it with with all of our loved ones. And, And I remember Scott's fiance Mackenzie saying to me like you just look like you have love in your eyes and I just you know I I think love is is the only thing that really matters in 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 this life that we have on earth and as much as you can be around it and, and give it to people and feel it is really special so I would say just always come back to that when you are planning a wedding or you're planning the next steps. Don't let fear drive anything and just always be a great teammate and on the same page with your significant other. I'm really lucky that Marcus really enjoyed a lot of the planning with me, but um, don't do it alone. Have your, have, your, have your partner for life help you. I got you, Al. Yeah. Who got my bed? I, I got your bed. <laughs> And that's the end of our episode. If you are still here, comment on my most recent Instagram, a disco man emoji, because that's my favorite one, because I just think of Marcus doing the staying alive on the (laughs) disco dance floor. Um, We love you guys, and we hope you enjoyed this bonus episode recapping our wedding. As always, you know where to find us. Reach out if you have any other questions, and peace. Peace. Peace.